Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. We're some America listeners. Welcome to my 539th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, call in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, co-host of the weekly of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And we, of course, will do a deep dive on yesterday's announcement of uh, the college football playoff, Final Four, and beyond. And speaking of that, that leads right into my low light of the week, which was simply Florida State, undefeated Florida State, being left out of the college football playoff uh, with their undefeated season and ACC championship victory Saturday night against top 20 ranked Louisville. And the way I look at it is uh, really pretty simple. Um There's four slots, three teams were undefeated, Michigan, Washington, Florida State. They automatically, in my mind, should get three of those four spots and then figure out who, what, which one lost team is going to get the fourth spot. And it should be, in my estimation, a reward. Uh, The selection into the final four should be a reward for an undefeated season. And uh, certainly, I just felt it should be simply automatic um, based on the results of this past year. As in, in my estimation, Florida State earned it. And with their star quarterback and Heisman Trophy candidate, Jordan Travis, going out and Florida State still winning the last three games, one being going into the swamp in Gainesville and beating their arch rival with their second string quarterback, who then was injured, and then winning the ACC championship on Saturday night in the rain in Charlotte, North Carolina, with a freshman quarterback who basically did his job, which means he didn't make any big mistakes. And the defense was just simply all world, what they did, uh, especially the interception after uh, in the end zone after they had gifted Louisville the ball at the 10-yard line. Uh, So we've all been hearing everything nonstop, the letters, the statements from 
Florida State coach Mike Norvell, the athletic director of Florida State, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, uh, the ACC commissioner. They all make uh, really valid points, and Coach Norvell's uh, letter was a wow, um, to say the least. And this is nothing against Alabama getting in at the number four spot, what they did in the SEC championship game by beating and ending Georgia, two-time national, two-time defending national champ, uh, winners of 29 straight, what they did to go into Atlanta. Oh, by the way, not very far from Athens, um, quasi home game, if you will, uh, and beating them in just a, a fantastic game. Uh, was spectacular. Uh, so this is not an argument against Alabama getting in by any stretch of the imagination. It's more about Florida State, undefeated. They should have belonged. In my mind, they, they should have been included, and that's all there is to it. Uh, to me, it's kind of a black-and-white issue. Um, they earned it. And again, they overcame the loss of not one, but two quarterbacks to finish off the season with victories and stay undefeated. And, uh, and that to me is to be lauded. Um, so we could go on and on about this and we will with AP instead of when he joins us next segment, but, uh, it just, uh, simply felt wrong to me. I don't know how else to say it. Um, that leads into my highlight of the week, switching leagues from college football to pro football and it was the fabulously chippy pushing and shoving Philadelphia Eagles Niners game in the late window yesterday afternoon from Philadelphia uh it featured everything as far as illustrating the bad blood between those two teams uh coaches Security officer, players exchanging words and pushing and shoving. We all saw uh, the linebacker from San Francisco, Trey Greenlaw, getting a bit of a shoving match, or if you will, uh, with the Eagles, director of security. And then at the beginning of the game, you had uh, – Eagles coach Nick Sirianni exchanging words. It appeared with the 49ers assistant coach, uh, players pushing and shoving, and Debo Samuel chirping before the game, during the game, waving bye to the Eagles fans. Uh, just great theater. Uh, all I can say is hope they meet in the playoffs because that will be potentially the game of the year. Uh, and the Niners just rolled over the Eagles in Philadelphia in the second half. It was uh, very, very impressive. And their offensive array of talent is just unbelievable. Brock Purdy is just having a, an incredible season. Mr. Irrelevant, as we all know by now, uh, last pick of the draft a couple years ago. And he is beyond efficient, uh, to say the least. And his weapons of, you know, Christian McCaffrey and the aforementioned Debo Samuel, 
George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk is just, it's unparalleled, uh, especially when you consider the diversity running and receiving of both the Bo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. Nobody has that. Nobody has even one of those. For them to have two of them is nothing short of incredible. Um, so just a great game, uh, to say the least. Uh, my bizarre story of the week was the Pittsburgh Steelers losing at home to the Arizona Cardinals. A very disappointing loss for the Steelers with two weather delays in Pittsburgh. Uh, lengthy. Second one was a, an hour. First one was close to that. So that game on the clock uh, lasted for hours. Past five o'clock, if it went on for four or five hours, to say the least. Closer to five. Um, but hugely, hugely disappointing loss for the Steelers. Uh, likely because they lost Kenny Pickett. Adam, Schiff, Adam Schefter from ESPN said this morning could be out for a couple of weeks. And Mr. Tubrisky filled in and did not play well. Uh, but it was more about, uh, so the Steelers just couldn't score. And uh, the vaunted defense of the Steelers, uh, they had trouble stopping uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Uh, the game turned on a goal line stand. Uh, where they stopped the Steelers from inside the five uh, for a couple plays, I believe, and and, uh, and then took it down the field. So, uh, again, just a hugely, hugely disappointing loss for Steeler Nation coming off that big win in Cincinnati to beat the Bengals, albeit without Joe Burrow uh, the previous week. And... Uh, so the Steelers are hosting the Patriots this Thursday night. Uh, there was a time when that was considered one of the best rivalries in the NFL at the time. And I'm going into the 90s and uh, well into the 2000s. Men the numerous playoff games, a couple of which were absolute classics. Uh, some of which I attended both in Pittsburgh and more so in Gillette Stadium. And it's hard to believe what's happening to the Patriots. Uh, they were shut out yesterday in Gillette Stadium. Uh, frankly, something I never thought I would say. Um, you know, I've been a season ticket member throughout the entire, since Parcells was hired. And uh, lived and breathed, breathed the dynasty, Tom Brady, for a couple of decades and to see this uh, free fall is stunning for me and any member of uh, Patriots Nation and and objective football fans and Patriot haters, of which there are many from around the country. Um, it's just incredible. So they shut out yesterday, held the opponents three straight games to 10 points or less, yet have lost all three. It looks like this... Thursday night game, they potentially could set a record if uh, they hold the Steelers to tenor under and uh, still lose the game. First time since like 1938 that that will have been done in the NFL, hold an opponent under 10 and still lose the game. And they're going into Pittsburgh, and again, they're terrific defense down there. So that appears likely. Um, it's just, again, uh, unprecedented what's happening 
with the Patriots uh, and, the, and the free fall that they are in. So we'll see what happens. It is, uh, again, just incredible to witness. Uh, I certainly knew people who were at the game yesterday, and their disappointment is palpable. Uh, a lot of empty seats, bad weather, rainy, uh, kind of like in Pittsburgh and many other places, Tampa Bay included. Um, a lot of rain yesterday on some NFL games. Uh, but one of the best games of the day was the Colts-Titans. Went into overtime, and the Colts have won a few in a row now, and they are looking uh, looking great. Gardner Minshew, uh, as the quarterback, is doing just a great job. I've always liked him. I, I think he's maybe the best backup in in the NFL, and when he gets in, he plays well, uh, as we're seeing uh, big time. Um, the Dolphins... Looking good. I watched some of the Hard Knocks, first couple episodes of Hard Knocks. It's really, really well done. Always like the show, but this is uh, this is just unique with the way the Dolphins operate, uh, with their coach and, and their whole vibe is just unique. And uh, so I've really enjoyed watching Hard Knocks in season, as they call it. Um, so going on, a couple episodes still left. Um, and Tyreek Hill is on a potential record-setting season. He is just a force. Uh, hearing talk now with him being a leading candidate for MVP, I guess a receiver has never won it, I don't think. Kind of hard to believe. But if ever uh, if he keeps this up, he very well might become uh, the MVP. So it's going to be fascinating to watch. Another great, great game was the Broncos and... Uh, Denver Broncos and Houston Texans. Uh, Broncos have been on a roll after a horrible start. They've won, I think, maybe five in a row. Uh, Texans are just playing well with awesome rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud. And that was just a great game. Went down to the end. Russell Wilson threw a bad interception uh, to end the game from the red zone from around the 10. And uh, he was being chased and so he threw off the wrong foot and uh, got intercepted in the end zone. And that was that. Uh, but it was a great game. And again, the Broncos had been on quite a roll, and as have the Texans. So that was uh, just two teams. And that game was just a great show, for sure, to watch. So, uh, yeah, another great day in the NFL and another fascinating day. Uh, the, the ultimate fascinating day, shall we say, in college football with the conference championships and college football playoff announcement final four it was fabulous and we're going to talk uh at length in the next segment so now let's take our break and next segment we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert ap studham co-host to the popular weekly syndicated radio show ap and kelly as we see it heard around the southeast and on spotify and other platforms as well where they discuss the sec college football, and other sports as well. And we will do a deep dive on the uh, memorable college football weekend. So don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. 
planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And AP, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for calling in, as always. And AP, you were at a game for the ages on Saturday. That, of course, being the SEC championship game where Alabama beat uh, two-time defending national champion and 
holder of 29 straight wins. That would be Georgia, of course. They beat them in Atlanta, the SEC championship game. And you were there, AP, and we were all dying to hear what uh, what your thoughts were on what was just a, a game for the ages. No other way to say it. Yeah, John, Georgia's a team that usually started slow during the season, but they came out, ran those, I don't know, seven or eight plays for a right. touchdown. You're thinking, oh, my, ooh, they're exactly. really ready today. They're exactly. not the same team that they've been during the season, although they've blown out many teams. But this might start from the first second of the game. But exactly. Alabama was able to slow them down and hold them at the 321 yards total, 243 yards passing, only 78 yards rushing. So defensively, they they were good, and Alabama's offense came to life. And uh, they just had over just th- just 306 yards, but able to put 27 points on the on the board, and you know. Uh, yeah, the turnover there, and uh, but Alabama was ready to play, and they they were able to minimize the contribution from number nineteen, their superstar tight end Brock Bowers. Correct, exactly. So that that was yeah, that was significant, and <clears throat> uh, their quarterback Carson Beck, he he, you know, twenty one completions, but only two hundred forty three yards. Correct. I felt like he didn't it. he didn't lose it, but he didn't win it. If you know what I'm saying. Right, right, yeah, yeah. He didn't win it this time. Yeah, they had the long pass with yards, uh, one play, and that was probably the biggest one for them throwing the ball. McConkey three catches under forty yards. Uh, so that was a significant defensive effort. It really was. Um, yeah, and Georgia, you know, to their credit, AP, you know, when Alabama took a couple two score leads late. You know, Georgia, again, to their credit, went right down the field quickly and scored both times. But at the end of the day, they could not stop the Alabama offense uh, and Jalen Milrow in particular, who just is a fabulous runner and great decision maker. And what he did, uh, both passing and running, to put this game away, which is exactly what he did, uh, it was very impressive, especially when you go back to, you know, his rocky start uh, to the season, which was, you know, I think he was benched in game three against the University of South yeah. Florida, a game that I believe you were you attended. Uh, yeah, I covered that game. Yeah, sure did. Yeah. So, like I always say, the biggest naysayer of the year was Nick Saban. He benched his own quarterback. Yeah, there you go. And AP, I mean, you, I was so impressed with him. I mean, not only has he regained the starting job, obviously, and through the miracle pass to beat Auburn, we'll go down in history, uh, certainly Iron Bowl history and beyond. Um, but what a great leader he seems to be as well. I, I was really very impressed by, you know, post-game interviews, that type of thing, both on the field and at the press conference later. Uh, he's a big guy, too, to boot. And yes, he just is. a great yeah. runner. Over 220. Yeah. Over 220, exactly. Yeah, spectacular runner. Yeah, spectacular, spectacular. runner. Yeah, so you can catch him, then you have to tackle him. That's it. Exactly right. And, you know, mm-hmm. he just, a couple of the runs he made were, you know, uh, forced out of the pocket, but then one with the, the, the biggest run of the day appeared to be well planned, the game that, the, the run that put the game away. Um, uh, at the end there. And so, yeah, I mean, he, what a weapon and boy, he already have to look ahead and say like, he is going to be a force next year, but it's all about what he did on Saturday and the last couple of weeks, uh, 
great stuff. Really, really impressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he, <clears throat> you have to account for him every play, John, and you could hold him down for 10 plays. And that 11th play, he takes off. And Correct. you're in trouble. Correct. No, given his size, he just adds, you know, he's kind of next level when you're talking mobile quarterback because he is just uh, a beast and hard to bring down. And he, of course, had just uh, some spectacular passing plays as well in the Alabama receivers, uh, Bond uh, and others. Uh, one that I believe was a Georgia transfer. Uh, Burton, right. Burton, yes. Burton. You know, they made great catches. He made great throws. I mean, just great plays. So it was a combination of both, you know, passing and running. But, you know, his threat as a runner just kind of sets him apart. Um, But, yeah, at the end of the day, AP, you would know better than anybody. You're the Alabama historian, so to speak. And uh, it was a Saban masterpiece, one of his best. Some were saying the best ever. Which is a tall statement, well, but yes, yeah, was, John. You know, you stop somebody's been winning for twenty nine games, and it happens to be in the SEC. It was against good competition. That's significant, and it's your rival, you know, your your newest rival, correct? Um, and they're in the SEC Eastern Division. You know, you don't play them that often, but Saban, everybody's uh, beaten them once, and <clears throat> he had troubles. You know, that since then, just. Uh, Alabama's had had his number, really, and especially in that game. Correct. Exactly. And, of course, the coach of Georgia is Kirby Smart, former assistant to Saban. So it was the student-teacher uh, situation, as it has been a few times when they've met. And they've, they've, they've had some classics recently, <clears throat> you know, yeah. national championship-level games <clears throat> and whatnot. And uh, so it was just pretty – Pretty amazing, to say the least. Uh, But AP, obviously, they're in the college football playoff. They announced yesterday, as as anybody with a pulse knows, (laughs) and uh, beyond controversial, not totally surprising. A lot of people thought that would be the case. We have the Florida State situation, of course. But AP, we're at the end of this segment, so why don't we take our break, and when we get back, we'll... uh, We'll discuss the college football playoff selection. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. 
Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. NBA great and host of Country Boys Outdoors, Brad Miller joins the revolution with Jim and Trav this week to dunk on big bucks and get rut ready for his fall pursuits. Also phoning in will be our resident catfish expert, Cat Daddy, plus the bad to the bone mama, Mrs. Bunny. The revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show we're smart listeners welcome back to segment three of all around sports and i am your host john inglesby to join the show the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And A.P., we talked the previous segment about you covering the SEC championship game, Alabama beating Georgia, ending the two-time reign of the national as national champions, and also uh, ending a 29-game winning streak for the Bulldogs. But AP leads right into that discussion. Of course, leads right into college football selection committee. Uh, as a result of their victory, Alabama, they were chosen uh, in the number four slot for the college football playoff. Of course, the others were Michigan, Washington, and University of Texas. And what are your thoughts, AP? Dying to hear. <clears throat> yeah, John, I was really, I was, I was surprised, not completely surprised, but I, because I've been involved in these seminar selection committees before was with basketball but one thing i learned is they have all these guidelines and they sound nice and at the end of the day you can vote any way and justify it so i knew that if they put texas in uh maybe alabama wasn't far behind but and they would never have put alabama in if they didn't put texas and now my thing is when you're looking at florida state they won every game Second string quarterback, third string quarterback, they won. 
They have strong right. defense, which is a big, a big facet of any team. You can overcome. We've seen that. We've seen it with, you know, we're, we're dating ourselves a little bit, but the New York Giants, you know, you had Jeff Hosteller substitute for Phil Sims when they were undefeated, and they wound up winning the Super Bowl. Of course, that's the right. pros, differently, but they relied on the strong defense. We've seen Cardell Jones, Ohio State, third-string quarterback, win a championship, beat a hell of a in the Sugar Bowl with Ezekiel Elliott. I think that he had like two, three, four games straight with 400 yards, beat Oregon for, in the championship game. But I was disappointed that they were very dismissive of the athletes of Florida State playing the quarterback position and the rest of the entire team. When you have professionals, future professionals at the wide receiver position, Keon Coleman and, and Wilson and good running back and offensive line, and defensively, for sure, they have some transfers there that are outstanding, especially on the edge. They're a rusher from the University of Albany. So I just right. thought you, you're always discussing mental health. That's a big topic, right? It's like it's like popular, it's like fashionable to mention mental health. Well, what did you tell those two young players who were uh, the backup, the second, third string quarterback for Florida State? We're yeah. not in the playoff because of you. That's 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 what they're saying. I mean, there's you're no, right. you can't get, you cannot get around that. You cannot get around that. That you're telling those two players you are not good enough, and that is the reason your team did not make the playoff. Well said, AP. As always, you had a unique perspective. I hadn't quite looked at it that way, and we all saw the tweet from Jordan Travis, the uh, starting quarterback, Heisman Trophy candidate, uh, who got, who had a broken leg, and he basically. <coughs> apologize for having a broken leg, which is just sad. There is no other word to describe it oh, that, in yeah, my that's, estimation. Yeah, it gets to that point, right. Now it's weighing on him, right. That's that's very sad. I didn't see that, but that's very sad, yeah. He literally said, I'm sorry, uh, in his tweet, um, as yeah. if it's his fault. Uh, but AP, yeah, and, you know, I talked about this. Uh, I, you know, expected. I, I thought Florida State deserved to be rewarded for an undefeated season period they overcame adversity by winning with a second and a third string quarterback and one point I didn't make but I'll make it now is that you know the second string quarterback who led them to a victory in the swamp against their arch rival Florida uh, right no small right. no small no small victory shall we say and uh, no no I, I've been to no, the swamp you have because- too no, that was impressive because Florida beat one of the ranked teams. They beat Tennessee by double digits down there, and that and, Flo- and Tennessee still is in the rankings. And I don't know why, but I guess the rest of college football is not very good because Tennessee had a terrible year. Right, and if there's any question about the uh, how hard it is to win a rivalry game, uh, I, I think you need look no further than last week, Alabama Auburn. <laughs> Period. And Georgia and Georgia Tech. As well. Georgia and Georgia Tech, yeah, it was on display literally eight days ago, nine days ago. So AP, uh, but yeah, the the second string quarterback who got injured and couldn't play in the AC championship game Saturday night, you know, he, he's going to be back. He would have, he will be back for whatever bowl game they're playing. Yeah. Right now I know it's Georgia, but if yeah. it was a college football playoff yeah. game, he would have been back. Uh, the freshman did his job. On Saturday night, the freshman quarterback for Florida State, because he didn't lose it and he didn't make any massive mistakes, and good for him, and they were yep. running the Wildcat and everything, but it doesn't have anything to do with him in my mind. I mean, it does that they won, but no. uh, yeah. he's not going to be the quarterback uh, yeah, John, for the next no, game. J- j- yeah, no. J- John, what about the fact that um, let's? what would Alabama do against Louisville with the third-string quarterback? 
There you go. Louisville was a good team. They were ranked, I, I think, don't know. Top, top 15. I don't know. Sure. Their defense hold them to six? I don't know. Right. Well, that defense was just incredible. I, I, I knew they were good. You don't get to be undefeated without a good defense, but I had no idea yeah. they were that good. They were just uh, <laughs> dominant, like, you know, legendary type defense, like you said, New York Giants in the NFL from 1986. Um, that defensive game plan, by the way, is in the Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame, Belichick's. I uh, was the uh, defensive coordinator of that team. But anyway, I, I digress. Yeah, AP, it, it's just, it, it's all just messy. I mean, I, I said at the beginning of the show, you know, b- trying to boil it down to its simplest level. And I just simply said, you know, from the committee and, you know, you just basically say, well, there's four slots. Three of them are going to the three undefeated teams and we, we got to figure out number four. And it wouldn't have been easy. Don't get me wrong. I totally get the Alabama mm-hmm. Texas deal. Um, Texas mm-hmm. beat them in September yeah. in game two, as we know, um, head to head. So in Tuscaloosa too, but it's not about Alabama. It's not about Texas. It's to me, it's just, I just felt no. Florida state no. earned and no. should have been rewarded <laughs> yeah. with the slot period. Just that simple. Yeah. <laughs> John, John, they held LSU first game of the year. Everybody's healthy. They held that there, quarterback, right? Jaden Daniels, to 24 points. I was there at the game. I mean, you yeah, think that's easy? Alabama, he scored 28, and he didn't even, what did he play, the beginning of the fourth quarter or didn't play the fourth quarter? He was on his way to 35 or 42 against Alabama. Exactly. And exactly. Jaden Daniels is, in my mind, maybe the front runner right now to win the Heisman, and he has put up yes. historic, historic numbers as the season has wound along. Um, and you were there. You just said it perfectly. So yes. Florida State has, you know, they beefed up their schedule for the for the very reason of, you know, a strong non-conference schedule. Uh, you know, if they needed it in their back pocket, which they did, <laughs> but it didn't. It, it, they weren't rewarded for it. Yeah, yeah, just that simple. Yeah, imagine scheduling the SEC team with the Heisman Trophy winner. You beat them by three touchdowns, and it's all for naught. Exactly, exactly. So it's just—I uh, I don't know. It just—it just doesn't seem fair. I don't know how else to say. It. <clears throat> you know, I, I don't have a horse in the race per se, um, and you know, I. They grew up in Pennsylvania, you know, it reminds me a little bit of the 2016 situation where Penn State beat Ohio State head to head. Uh, and they won right. the Big Ten championship, yet Ohio State was chosen for the playoff, not Penn State. It was very somewhat. Right, didn't they? That was a big score, was it not, John? They beat Ohio State on the famous block field goal, um, the return for a touchdown. So it was, so it was um, a close, a seven to. It was, yeah, it went down to the wire, went down to the wire, but again, okay. legendary play in Penn State history, blocked a field goal, ran it yeah. in for a touchdown, won the game. It was just that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so to me, I, I, I see some parallels with that. Uh, so because yeah. of that, I wasn't shocked by yesterday's final yes. four. Yeah, right. That's right. I was surprised, but not shocked. Yes. That's yeah, the, exactly. That's the best way. Yes. And certainly it was bandied about. Yeah, Oh yeah, John. I'm looking at this this these scores here. Okay, LSU scored uh, 28 or more against every team in the SEC. Wow. And Florida State held them to 24. Wow. For the whole game, right? Like I say, Alabama held them to 28, and he didn't play. You know, the significant part at the end. 
Yeah, well, that's why we love having you on, AP. You you come up with facts that you know certainly I and many people simply do not know. So that that just is another testament to what was you know a world a world class defensive performance on Saturday night. I was just yeah so impressed. Like they they're just yeah. play after play after play. You know, yeah. to secure and, the victory um, and help out the freshman quarterback. Oh yeah, and uh, we've seen championships through the years. It's been a while though where. There's been tremendous defenses, and you know Alabama was one of them. That '92 team—that's a while ago. It's beyond everybody's memory, but different era of football, of course. But I just—I I don't like how they were so just—they threw away everything that Florida State did. Yeah, elevated Alabama. I—I didn't—I didn't understand if I was if I was Alabama, thirteen and zero, and I was left out. I would be so hot and furious, like Florida State. And yeah. you know, they have a lot of pro players on both sides of that ball, not just one oh my side. Gosh. Yeah, so, and they would have exactly three weeks to help their quarterbacks improve and come up with a, a, a variation of their usual game plan. And I just think they'd be competitive because of that defense. Yeah, and by the way, speaking about not being rewarded, uh, they're they're not being rewarded having to play Georgia. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's I think that's kind of a great thing a because, game, it's an because Georgia's. Yeah, but go ahead. Go ahead, I'm John. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. It's an opportunity for you know if you want to see this whole thing get reignited because it will fade. It always fades. But you want to see this get reignited? What if FSU beats Georgia, which is a spectacular team? Let's face it; they've been a dynasty. Um, yeah, and if that, yeah. that happens, and then you, this thing will live forever. I swear. <laughs> yeah, right, John. And the thing with you know the SEC was they weren't as good this year. I mean, Tennessee was. I, don't, I still don't see how. I guess I'll have to review, but Tennessee is still in the poll with you know double digit losses to Florida. And, I mean, Georgia annihilated them up there in Knoxville and, and uh, Missouri, thirty-six to seven. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Alabama, they were hit. They were beating Alabama by double digits in, in Tuscaloosa, and they ended up losing the game. You know, and another thing about Alabama, and you know, we try to keep it real, John. Everybody knows about me, but Alabama beat um, Arkansas, a team with one. Conference victory, John. One mm-hmm. conference victory. Alabama, the team that's number four in the country. <clears throat> this right. is at Alabama, John. At Alabama, mm-hmm. twenty-four mm-hmm. to twenty-one. Right. Exactly. Think about that. Yeah. You beat a six and five Auburn team in the last minute. Correct. And an Arkansas team one and seven in the conference, twenty-four mm-hmm. twenty-one. Yeah, very true, AP. Uh, good point. And AP, we're actually at the end of our second segment together. We have one more segment to go, so why don't we take our break and still a few more things to uh, to discuss, which we'll do on the other side, so don't go anywhere. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. 
Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is this Saturday's Army-Navy game for the first time ever in New England, uh, coming from the Patriots' home, Gillette Stadium. Very exciting. uh, That's being held in New England for the first time ever. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I've been to countless games at Gillette Stadium. It should be a great atmosphere, to say the least. And, AP, I love the fact that they're putting it up there and – after the madness and chaos of this past weekend, maybe all of America and all college football fans can kind of get back to basics by enjoying the Army-Navy game because there's a lot of uh, consternation out there today, shall we say. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. And, John, you know, it's one of the places in American history where they landed at Plymouth Rock and so yep. it's played up there in Massachusetts. That's, that's great. That's great to see the Army-Navy game there. I think it's fantastic. I love it. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's just funny, AP, in that, uh, and I went to the Army-Navy game, bucket list item, number one. 
before I went there, and uh, 2012 in Philadelphia, and it was special, something I'll remember for the rest of my life. Every sports fan should go to one. That's the best way I can say it, but AP, it's just ironic that, you know, yesterday, and certainly since yesterday, we've been hearing the term, a sad day for college football, whether it was the coach of Florida State, the athletic director, the ACC commissioner, even Governor Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida. And, you, you know, it, and it was. It was a sad day for college football. And, you know, next Saturday we have an event, Army-Navy, that celebrates college football and the history, so to speak, at least in my mind. So, yeah, yes. it, it's just fascinating yeah. uh, how it all works out, shall we say. Oh, Oh yeah, John. And and the other thing I, I just wanted to bring up, this wasn't a new team on the block, the new kid on the block. This is Florida State, who's been the Correct. last thirty years. You know, <laughs> exactly. Bobby Dodd brought them along, seventies, uh, eighties, nineties. I mean, and they have this resurgence, tremendous uh, accomplishment. So impressive how they've come back and be, become like relevant. Say, and the beyond. last, yeah. Yeah, the last two games, you were second, third, and quarterback. You win with your defense, and your and your quarterback didn't lose the game for you. Okay, did not exactly. lose the game for you. Well, that's and uh, right. able to to win. And you know, like I say, at the swamp, not easy. Louisville, a team that's ranked. You know, I didn't rank them. You didn't rank them. The committee ranked them. Louisville, right? 13, so you're being was, a team that's ranked, and and you know, beat yep. Notre Dame, and Ohio State got a lot of credit for beating Notre Dame early in the season. And there so, you go. Good point. Um, I I just this this is not just anybody that has taken a back seat with a thirteen and zero record. Thinking really thirteen and zero. Gosh, we're we're getting ready to hope we play for a national championship. We'll you know win the semifinal and go to the national championship. We're right there in Tallahassee. We can go ride ten and get to Houston. We're we're all set. We're looking good. <laughs> you can drive it, and right? be perfectly said. They're yeah. blue blood. Florida State is a college yeah. football blue blood. You're right. They're not just yeah. somebody who just showed up That's with anybody. a great year, you know, and no, no. it was a couple of years ago they lost to, I think, an FBS school. Maybe it was Jacksonville State, if I'm not mistaken, in Tallahassee. Yeah, yeah. And that was a low so, yeah. That was three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So for them and uh, Coach Mike Norvell to have bounced back from that, uh, to become what they become, undefeated, conference champion, <laughs> just that simple, um, is beyond impressive. Like, you know, and again, that happens because I think they're blue bloods. You know, it's it's in their DNA, and they, as it always is in college football, nobody knows it better than you, AP. They, got, they found the right coach, just that simple. That's it. Yeah, leadership, leadership, <laughs> leadership, leadership John. You know, and, and they went through a couple of them before they found their right guy. Yep. And yeah. I've been so impressed. His his letter was just incredible. Like uh, next level scathing letter, I would call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was an impressive uh, 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 letter that he wrote in in support of his team and yeah. how he uh, was against the decision. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, again, and they're going to play Georgia in in the Orange Bowl in Miami, so in the state of Florida. I guess that's a, a bit of a reward, shall we say, or it works out nicely in that regard. But, you know, they're playing Georgia. And, uh, you know, Georgia right. yeah. is uh, a dynasty. Yeah, John, when you, look at, yeah, when you look at this game, John, I think 
you would say Florida State, give it everything you have to play against this team from the Southeastern Conference that dominated with 29 wins and won two national championships. Correct. Hopefully most of the players will be retained on the roster. They won't uh, decide to leave, transfer, sure. or, or sit out go, the game. in the NFL. Sit out the game, right. So, and maybe in the minds of the people, because you know what's going to happen, John. And the commissioner of the SEC, he was um, discussing, I think I mentioned the fact that we won the title in the last, I don't know, 17 years, 13, 14, 15, whatever the number is, I don't know. But it's a right. big number. But you know that when you're on that committee, you are an entity for that year, that season, and no, the history has no bearing on your evaluation. Correct. Your conference, your conference, or your historical data that supports, let's say, well, we were a champion with our league so many years, we should be in, in the game again. No, it's this year, this moment, these, this team. Absolutely. Well, it's what have you done for me lately, world? No, no, no more true than any in any industry than obviously sports. And AP, just to close it out here in the final couple of minutes. Uh, I was just thinking, you know, Florida State, Georgia in the Orange Bowl, uh, the historic Orange Bowl. Have two teams ever had more motivation for a game? I mean, it goes without saying Florida State wants to make yeah, a statement I, show that they belong. But I, look at Georgia. Yeah. Georgia's going to – you talk about yeah. a team coming in angry. You know, they have their own claim yeah. to have made the college football playoff. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think for uh, a non-championship uh, – playoff game i can't think of one john where the teams should be so excited to compete and say let's show them um that our, our real talents and we're playing yeah, guys, and uh, it's four it's, it's what is the five number five and six are playing is that what it is five and six yes florida state's above georgia i'm sure georgia's not happy about that but i think what i'd like to see and i'm guessing there's a, I have a lot of company i would love to see the second string quarterback rodemaker i think it is I uh for Florida State, yeah. come out and have the game of his life. I don't care who wins, but just have the game of his life and yeah. prove that he would have put on a show in the college football yeah. playoffs had they been. Yeah, I, 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 that's, that's what I'd love I, to I see. I feel yeah, very badly for Florida State, but I'm equally as bad for the second and third, third string quarterback and the rest of the team that's just being uh, disowned by the college football playoff committee saying they're not good enough to exactly. overcome Exactly, AP. So that that already, in my mind, is you, you know the premier bowl game. I think it's a sexy matchup of the highest level, uh, with two teams coming in with just so much to prove and both angry. I think it's just going to be must see TV. I really do. Um, but AP, I want to thank you as always for calling in. You brought in great perspective as always, especially. Uh, you were there for the SEC, the historic SEC championship game, and uh, you described it fabulously, as always, and we appreciate your calling. Thank you, John. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.